It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Jazz fans? It's time for a Take Note Thursday episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. You can follow the Hive Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So make sure to, to, to do that, and as well as give us a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your listens, and wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate the attention you, you give the Hive Sports you can also go to thehivesports.com and check out all our latest sports content with our our articles and just just follow us on social media because we post a lot of stuff there and you can stay up to date on all the teams in the Beehive State, especially your Utah Jazz, the arguably the main pro team in the state. No no love lost on RSL and the Bees and the Grizzlies, a couple of those other developmental teams as well but everybody loves the jazz right so let's get ready for our take note thursday on december 30th 2021 all right so just to give you a rundown on what we're talking about today we're gonna talk a little bit about christmas it's still the christmas season new year's has not come yet although it is knocking on the door so we're gonna talk about how this christmas was this last week was and recap all, all of the games, and then maybe give some New Year's resolutions that we have for the Jazz. So let's get it going now. So Christmas, first of all, I just want to know, how how was your Christmas? Please reach out to thehivesports at gmail.com. DM us. We, we, we want to know what you liked about it. it. Did you get some Jazz gear or some Jazz s- stuff? For Christmas, did you go to the game? Did you watch the game? We we definitely want to hear how your Christmas was. The last time we talked, the Jazz, um, it, it was on Festivus, right? Two days before Christmas, and Jazz were coming off two wins, um, not crazy wins, but we we won. We beat the Hornets and the Timberwolves, and so the Jazz have not lost. Uh, since 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 those, we, we had lost to the Wizards before, and that was disappointing. But it looks like we're on a good streak. Um, sometimes it's a game of streaks here in, in the NBA. Um, the Jazz have had a couple of good ones. They've had a couple where they, they've lost a few. Um, but, but before this win streak, the Jazz had lost two straight. Um, before that, the Jazz had like a really nice, I believe, eight-game win streak. So... Hopefully we can have our win streaks be a lot longer than our losing streaks, right? Because that'll translate to a better record and a better seeding in the playoffs. So this week, let's let's go through all the games and let's start by talking about Christmas, right? Um, I, actually, I think maybe first let's talk about the Timberwolves game because I think we recorded earlier that day before the Timberwolves game was played. So that was a nice win. On Festivus, as we won 128 to 116. Um, our leading score there was Donovan Mitchell, 28 points. So Donovan was was special, and I've enjoyed seeing a couple of great games from him. And he was a stud and, and played the game versus the Mavericks, even though he 
and, and we'll get to that, but he, he had a little bit of injury issues on Christmas. So he didn't, we didn't get a lump of coal in our stocking. We still won the game, but just got to make sure that the spider has all his legs ready to go. His eight legs, right? For, for the playoff run. And we, we might get a little bit of a tangent on Spider-Man today. I just barely saw it. So maybe a couple of spoiler alerts. We, we may, Maybe we might throw some of that in there, but um, moving on to Christmas. Well, the other performance leader, I would say, I mean, Rudy, we have a daily double-double if you read our recaps of the, the games where we always keep you up to date. I think almost every recap that we post, Rudy has a double-double or is at least close to it. So um, Rudy had... 20 points and 17 rebounds. He's currently leading the NBA in rebounds. I believe he's somewhere around 14. and uh, I think he's second in blocks. And if he's not blocking the shot, he's altering it. So props to Rudy. But let's move on to Christmas, shall we? And before we get to Christmas, again, I just want to know how you enjoyed the Jazz games or, or what, how you enjoyed Christmas as it pertains to the Jazz. Um, personally, I didn't get any Jazz stuff for Christmas as I've I've been to a lot of games. I've gotten a lot of gear, but I mean, I watched the game. I love that. Uh, I did get some AirPod Pros, which I'm recording from now, so I may use that to listen to some jazz podcasts other than my own. Uh, some of you have some good ones out there, Locked on Jazz. Um, I believe there's one. It's called Gen Z Jazz Podcast. It's, it's I think they rebranded. Before, they were Home Court Press, uh, if you follow McCade and, and them, so... It's it's always a good time, but uh, hoping to see a, a lot of fun stuff for for Jazz Nation. I'm I think I'm planning on going to a game next month. Uh, um, courtesy of so so this is something we got to talk about. So Tear Bear at Tear T A R E Bear as in Jazz Bear. She won our giveaway. Um, if you remember on on Twitter, I asked you guys to retweet. And and all that all that jazz, right? So um, Wasatch IT was actually a sponsor for that, and and um, they they do a lot of giveaways, and as they have some extra tickets, so we'll be sure to hook you up. We're we're kind of the people that they go to for some of the holiday ones. So stay tuned. We should be having a, a Valentine's Day giveaway because in a couple months. I forget who we play. Let me pull it up. But we do play a game on Valentine's Day. So if you're looking to take a special someone to the game, we play the Rockets. So that's great, right? Because they're a red team. Red is like the color of love of Valentine's Day. So be on the lookout for future giveaways there. But enough of talking about that. Let's talk about the actual game. So the Jazz won this game, 120 to 116. It was a little bit closer than the, the final... It wasn't as close as the final score indicated. Um, at one point, we were like ahead by. Um, well, it kind of we we ballooned a, a pretty big. Well, they had a big lead, and then we kind of had one. So it went back and forth, and in the fourth quarter, we were building up our lead. Um, the probability was pretty much always that we were going to win. And at one point, like around the third quarter, it looked it looked like the probability tipped towards towards the Mavericks, but if, if you look at the probability on ESPN's website, 
kind of just looks like a little mountain range, right? Like the, the jazz. So it kind of starts really in favor of the jazz, then gets close to MAMS, then goes in favor of jazz and MAMS. And then we, we kind of handle our, our business. So looking at the game, the performance leader was definitely Donovan Mitchell with, as far as scoring goes, he had 33 points and he didn't need three pointers to do it. He was only one for seven from three, but, uh, 11 for 26 for all from overall from the field. Um, free throw wise, he was 10 for 11, so nearly perfect. He and, I mean, Rudy's been improving his three, uh, free throws as well, so it was a great night overall. Rudy had 11 rebounds, 10 assists. If you go to thehivesports.com, check out my article. It, it details the top five performers on Christmas Day in jazz history. We now have two jazz Christmas games from Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. If you rewind before that, there was a two games played by Stockton and Malone. And so this article goes over some of theirs. And, you know, neither of those dynamic duos had the top performance on Christmas. So be sure to read the article to see who the top person was. Who was it on the Utah Jazz that dethroned two dynamic duos and had the best performance for in a, in a Utah Jazz uniform on Christmas Day? So, so, so that, so that's something I, I found interesting and I'll give you that little segue so you can go click on our website and take a look at it. But, um, but just, just a lot of fun history. The Jazz are now six and two overall on Christmas Day. I, I forget the teams. One of them was the Blazers and then there's another team that has a better win percentage and it's over a large, larger sample size because we've only played eight games on Christmas and I believe some of them were when we were the New Orleans Jazz. The last time we lost on Christmas Day was 1982, so it's 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 fun to look into the history. And there, it used to be that there was only maybe one or two games on Christmas, but now the NBA, you know, more games, more money, right? <laughs> and more ratings, so, and everybody's at home, and there's not a lot of sports on. So just like the Thanksgiving is like the NFL's um, holiday, Christmas is our holiday, right? Who who doesn't love holiday hoops? I remember as a kid, there was one of the few years that I was good enough at basketball to make a traveling team, but we hosted one there in in Logan, Utah, um, the Junior Grizzlies, and and we played on Christmas. I remember I was excited that I got a pair of T Max. It was like one of my best, most favorite um, presents ever for for Christmas and. And so, yeah, anyways, back to my point. We, we love our holiday hoops, right? So it'll be fun to see in future years, uh, depending on how the Jazz do in the playoffs and how they start up next year, um, how much hype there is around this team. We could be the nightcap again for, for, for Christmas. I think if we're in the top, um, part, I mean, last year we had to get the top overall seed to get the nod for Christmas this year, right? And three years ago, we were, um, a team that nobody expected to make the playoffs back when, when we were having a losing record and Rudy brought us back um, in Donovan's rookie year. So the year after that, we got the nod and played in our Christmas dark, dark green jerseys. And I love that jersey, by the way. I have a Rubio one, but this time we played in dark modes. There's a little red in there. So cut some Christmas colors and some as it fades to, to dark. And so, so hopefully you've found some fun stuff to wear for Christmas. I, I kind of went festive on, on the shoes. I had a green, um, stealth 
green and black stealth on issue one. I wore on one shoe or on one foot, and then I wore the the red Donovan Louisville on the other. So I wanted to do that at Spider-Man, but my wife was like, maybe don't go too overboard on the on the alternating shoe colors in public. So I just kept it that way in in the in in our own house while I was watching the game. So anyways, it was a great night. If, we might need to update the list to do a top 10 all-time for performances on Christmas Day because Conley with 22 points, Bogey with 25 points. I believe Hornacek back in 97 had 20 points or so. So you, we expand this list to 10. We, we have some special scoring performances, and a lot of them, I mean, the th- three top scorers combined for quite, over 80 points, I think, if my – Math doesn't escape me. Like so, yeah, that that that's that's pretty crazy that that we did well. But um, Luka Doncic didn't play in this game, so there's a the haters will tell you, oh, this game is whatever. Um, that that the Jazz were supposed to win, but every game is hard in the NBA, right? Kristaps uh, Porzingis, he had 27 points. J- Jalen Brunson. He's a stud out of Villanova. I remember when he won the championship a couple years ago. Um, it, it was funny in our office pool when I was back at the, the place I was working back then. There was a, a guy that he wasn't super familiar with um, college basketball, didn't follow a lot of sports, but he just randomly picked Villanova. And, and I can't remember if he picked the other team that lost to Villanova, but he... He had the overall best office score, and I think he he just looked at it and thought, oh, okay, so the teams that are one seeds are are better teams, they're rated higher. So he just picked Villanova, and Villanova won. So, um, anyways, I I've just enjoyed watching Brunson's game. A couple years ago, I went to a Jazz versus Mavs game, and we for the Aggie night, um, we entered to win the chance to a couple of us got the opportunity to high-five the visiting team. I think some people who were lucky enough got to high-five the home team, but I got to give Brunson and I think tried to high-five DeAndre Jordan, but he is so tall that he, like, gave his low, like, medium five was too high for me to reach because he's just so – he's, like, over over seven feet tall. So I was just like, geez, like, I, I barely squatted, like, the tip of his fingers. But um, anyways – Brunson's was fun to watch. Outside of those guys, most of the people were pretty quiet. Um, Nelikina had 17, but yeah, overall, Jazz looked really good. Um, Joe Ingles led with six assists, and it was interesting. Gobert and Conley were the only positive net players on the starting five. Royce O'Neal was negative 21, negative 18 for Bogey, negative 18 for Mitchell. But you look at the bench, Rudy Gay was plus 19 and plus minus. Clarkson was plus 22. Joe Ingles was plus 24. I don't know what it was. Our 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 bench didn't necessarily – maybe we'll have to dig in one of these episodes and see. I, I know sometimes Locked on Jazz does it pretty well, but they can track what are the best lineups. Um, net wise, like which lineups outscore other teams the best. Um, Gay and, and Whiteside were looking good. They didn't score a ton, but for whatever reason, whatever combinations we used them um, with, with other um, teammates, we we found a way to win the game. So 
worn by four and it was a great Christmas gift for us, right? No lumps of coal here <sighs> again. Um, so then I, I mentioned that Donovan's, um, he had an, an injury he had a b- little back spasm and you saw him kind of wincing and playing in pain, but it what pain what wasn't enough pain to stop him from from leading he actually has the second highest um scoring performance he passed mailman mailman had a 31 point game so he has the second highest and again read the article on the highsports.com to see who has the highest unless you want to google it but you know it's it's more fun to to, to read the article right because if we just have a, a fun time uh, going into detail about it but uh, so, so Donovan, it was announced that he would miss the, the, these two games on the road trip. He did not travel with the team on the road, but he sure tweeted a lot, and he, he was entertaining to follow during the games. Um, maybe even more entertaining than some of the stuff we, we do. We, we try to retweet and have a, a fun time. So our New Year's resolution is to, to keep, keep bringing the social media game during games so we can interact with each other. Um, we'll, we'll have some polls. Currently, today's poll on the Hive Sports Twitter is what is the minimum the Jazz need to do for the postseason to be a success? I've asked similar questions in past postseasons, and I think most of Jazz Nation agrees that we have to at least get to the Western Conference Finals. Only 3% say a second round appearance is good enough, and honestly, you might be a Lakers or a fan of some other team if you're saying that, because I think most Jazz fans... I mean, we're going to be fans no matter what, right? We're not going to say sell the team, at least unless we're one of those crazies. But um, I'd say Western Conference Finals would be definitely progress. Um, I quote tweeted this on my own personal um, account. was saying, uh, it, while, while we want to get the, the trophy, like I think Western Conference Finals is, is good. And obviously a final appearance is even better if we don't win it. But... If we're being serious about our championship window, I th- I think it might be next three to five years because you don't know for sure. If, if Donovan Mitchell and Gobert decide to stay, then maybe our window's a little bit longer. But I, mean, I think Gobert's already in his early 30s. We don't know how he'll age, if he'll still be a defensive player of the year in his later years. Um, he definitely works on his body and is just really good player. Donovan Mitchell, he's he's a little bit younger, so... If he stays with the Jazz, I think we'll be pretty good for a while. Otherwise, I mean, we've been spoiled for a right for a while, right? We had a couple years in between Stockton Malone, and then and then it seemed like right after that we got into Debo Boozer, and then and then we had a couple years, right, from I believe like 13, 14, 15, 16, um, we didn't have a playoff team, and we didn't really take a drop off after our franchise quote player uh, Hayward left because we found. Lightning in, in, lightning in a bottle in Mitchell, who I'd say is second, maybe maybe first. It's between him and, oh, the Celtics guy, Jason Tatum. For for If you were to redraft, I think you can make a case for Mitchell at number one or, or two at the worst because he's just a stud in that draft, draft class. But if we look at that, no Mitchell, no, no problem. We won... We beat the Spurs, got revenge, because remember a couple of games ago, they, they beat us, right? So um, we won 110 to 104. I, I hope once Mitchell is reinserted on New Year's Eve, we play the the Timberwolves at home, and then we play Warriors the very next day. So back-to-back 
Um, you might see Conley or, or somebody take a breather in the back-to-back because we know postseason is the most important, right? So we'll, we'll see how that goes, and hopefully Mitchell's ready for full steam ahead. But we won 110-104 in that, and um, it, it seemed like both, in both of these wins, the, the other team would make late runs, like go on like a 10-0 run and bring, bring it closer than the final score. The final score looked closer than it, it should have been. But in that game, we, we basically had four of our, our starting five finishing double figures. So 19 for Bogey, 16 for Gobert, 12 for Conley, 17 for Joe Ingles, and then Whiteside 13 and Clarkson 23 off the bench. So it looked like a great win. Um, I think winning the rebound battle was key in that one, 55 to 44. Um, we didn't really assist a lot, but I, I just feel like we have bucket getters, right? We have Jordan Clarkson. He, uh, one of my favorite shirts I got recently, it's like a green one that has him in, in the old light green, I think, statement jersey from last year. And it just says, walking bucket. And so my little two-year-old will be like, Nora, who is mommy's favorite jazz player? And my, my, I don't think my wife really has a favorite. She like likes all of them doesn't care as avidly as I do, but she always just says Jordan Clarkson. So our daughter will be like, Jordan Clarkson, walking bucket. Cause, because we taught her that that's what my shirt says. So he definitely is a walking bucket. Um, I, I've i always thought it'd be cool to get a Clarkson Dark Moon jersey, but I think the walking bucket shirt is one I, I definitely love to wear. Um, and hopefully one of your New Year's resolutions, we'll talk about that in a minute, but definitely look for some jazz gear I, and be sure to let us know too if you find any good one for women's wear there is one follow i can't remember T- tiffany some of you you guys might follow her on twitter but she was saying and i don't, I don't know how hard it is but as a as a woman who's like an avid jazz fan um for for them it, it it can possibly be hard to find some good stuff at least in the team store a lot of them have said they can't find it there so if you find some good jazz stuff, l- let us know and we'll point them in the right direction. Who, who knows? Maybe one of the, these years we'll get into gear if we can work in an agreement. But but we'd love to to maybe maybe sell some someday. We, we have stickers and some other fun stuff we like to do with giveaways. So keep on the lookout for that. Anyways, let's get to our final recap. So we beat the Portland Trailblazers by. Uh, 15, we were up in the fourth quarter in the 20s at one point, and it seemed like they brought it within like 12 or 10, but then we quickly brought it back out and, and finished the game. Um, yeah, so that so that was kind of interesting to see how they kind of got close. Well, they, yeah, they got within 12, so not 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 terrible. So we, we finished the deal. Our performance leaders, uh, Gobert had 22 re- points and 14 rebounds, so awesome night for him. Uh, Bogey had 15, so did Conley. Uh, the leader in assists was also Conley with 16 points, so great night overall for, for the Jazz. Gobert struggled a little bit on free throws. He was 6 for 12, but overall, like I mentioned, I think he's in the 60s this year for for free free throw percentage, which is... I think he was high 60s, so so far he's doing really well there. I think that'll be a great help for us. If we look in the past, I think his high year was 
2017-2018, he got up to 68%. So he has dipped a little bit this year, so so he's at 68.1%. So we'll see how he improves. But in the past past couple of years, he was around 63-62%. So not not terrible, but um, it, it's great if we can get him to to the 70s. Like he's always just looking to improve, right? And so I think that that. Um, I mean, he, and he definitely gets to the free throw line a lot, right? Because a lot of his shots are at the rim. They're, they're. I think he led the NBA in dunks recently in one one of these years. So he's just such a good, great pick and roll guy. So he's great when he, it comes to get getting to the rim. Sometimes to do a couple pump fakes. He's not. He doesn't really have a lot of back to the basket post moves. He'll he'll try it, but uh, it's just something to keep our eyes on. But he's. Played in 34 games, which I believe is every game that the Jazz have played. Yeah, because we're 25 and 9, so props to him for being Mr. Reliable. Ever since he had that injury a couple years ago when he missed, what was it, 20 games, and we fell out of playoff contention, and then he brought us back in. It just seems like he always tries to find ways to keep his body healthy, and, and hopefully the other Jazz players follow the suit. We need our backcourt to be healthier than last year. You, you guys know Donovan was not 100%. I think he played a lot of the games. And then, then Conley came back and, and helped us. But we have a 100% team. I'd say Western Conference Finals should be the minimum. If, if we have some injured guys, and, and who knows, we might have a tougher playoff matchup. Because last year, Kawhi Leonard was not playing, and the Clippers still beat us. So we'll have to see. I could see a team like the Lakers playing us in the first round, and that would be an insane tough first round matchup. I think injuries kind of kept him at at bay. Um, the, the Suns kept him at bay and won in six games. Who knows if, if if the Suns have played a fully healthy Lakers team, they might have been a first round exit. So that's the key word though. Who knows if they'll be fully healthy? And the Lakers have had their struggles. So uh, for the last couple minutes, just wanted to give you a couple of my New Year's resolutions. So hopefully you enjoyed some some discussion on the jazz, but, um, I, I'm st- I'm still trying to think of mine. Like I have my own new year's resolutions for the team. I mean, I want to go to games. I want to save up for a good playoff game. Who knows? Maybe even lower bowl. I think last year we did upper bowl, but there was like one year where we emptied our pockets a little more and went to a lower bowl, but, but that definitely have goals for, as we kind of switch out of, we're almost out of college bowl season and, Hopefully all you Utah Utes fans are excited to go to the game. My New Year's resolution is to also cover, try to cover the Utes more. We, we had a Ute guy that did the podcast swoop Saturday, but he's since moved on. And so we're, we're just kind of looking to restructure our podcast. Maybe also the resolution to do an extra one a week for you Ute fans. Um, we're, we're working on getting BYUs, but anyways, so I have my personal ones, but for the Jazz, I think we need to have a Western Conference Finals appearance at least. And how are we going to do that? I think a lot of it starts with perimeter defense. So we can't have Rudy doing everything, right? Or then someone like Terrence Mann might get lucky and, and cook us, right? If we just leave guys wide open and give them practice shots, it's not going to go too well. So needs to improve the perimeter defense. I think Rudy Gay is, will be great for small ball lineups. Um, he'll he'll be very versatile. Gobert was pretty versatile as well, but just asking him to be a superhuman and guard every all five positions at the same time is not um, feasible. So 
I think the Jazz have the offensive firepower, but that's my first one. And then health. We want to see Donovan healthy, playing on his own, his two feet. Uh, I think he's been pretty healthy. I mean, you saw two years ago in the bubble, he went off for like 50-plus in, in two of the games. And one of those games, he lost and had an eight-second violation, so that's kind of, he was still hardening himself. But one, one thing I, I listened to on the Locked on Jazz was in the Harvard Business Review, the one of the habits of successful people is they look to get better, and they're not just trying to be good. So I think Mitchell has hardened himself a lot. But if he can just focus on getting better, then it takes some of the disappointment. Because when we're hard on ourselves year after year, when the Jazz are getting these second round exits, that's not going to get us better. I think we just need to look at it on game by game. Even when we're in the playoffs, even if we're down 3-1, okay, we might not win this series, but how can we get better? And just have that attitude of getting better. So that would be my second one. And... The last one, I'm going to put a little bit of pressure on our our boy Quinn's, Quinn Snyder. Quinn, all he does is win. He's done great and has really, I think he's been a key piece. Like he, piece. He, he definitely helps develop the Jazz. But I want to see maybe a little more from him. I feel like he is a very smart basketball mind. And so what works, he sticks with it. But I think he needs to be more flexible and just adjust. And maybe he, maybe we didn't have the pieces to do it last year, but it just seems like, from my point of view, that maybe he doesn't adjust a ton. Um, I've seen some out of bounds situations and in late critical games where it just doesn't seem like our plays are super creative. It's like give the ball to Mitchell, and it's just super predictable, and he shoots being double teamed. I think by the Spurs. So I would like to see. Some like a couple years ago when when Bogey hit those game winning shots, I mean maybe some people thought that it was going to go to Mitchell, but we have good guys around the team, and so I think we can trust some people. I I would love as as a big Mitchell fan, I would love to see um, him in some situations to win the game, but he's got to have an open shot to do it. Like the open man, it, it's a, it's a trick question. I think when KD was being recruited by the Warriors. Um, there was a question in the room that was like, who takes the last shot? And the answer is the open man takes the last shot. So I think in those situations, we just got to have more confidence. I think that's one thing Jazz can have. When you when you blown leads in two straight years and just have had these first, second round exits, the next step is the Western Conference Finals. And I think Sloan and Stockton Malone, like they, they had some growing pains, but I think in the late 80s, early 90s, they finally broke through and got to the Western Conference Finals. So that's that's what I'm looking to see from the Jazz. Um, really quick before we go, I want to say I, I love Spider-Man. I won't give any spoilers, but if you were hoping to see Donovan Mitchell in in the movie, movie, sorry, but he's he's not. There was one point where I thought he might. Um, There's a couple of fun guest appearances, but if if you're a big Spider-Man fan, you might have already seen it or be aware of who those appearances were, but Donovan Mitchell does not appear in Spider-Man. I'd love to see him, maybe, who knows, maybe after this Tom Holland guy finishes, Donovan could be a candidate to be another uh, Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know what his aspirations are with basketball and everything, but maybe even if he's not the Spider-Man, he could make a cameo appearance, but that's all for this week. Um, looking forward to see how the, seeing how the Jazz do with New Year's resolutions. Maybe I'll put a couple of polls on for for some of the best sports teams and individual performances 
this year. So stay tuned for that tomorrow on, on Friday. And, and good luck to the Jazz for their New Year's, even New Year's Day. Good luck to the Utes. Good luck to everybody here in the state of Utah. And let's let's make them take note, not only the Jazz, but but all the teams in the state. No matter who, who you root for, we, we are all jazz fans. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things jazz, cougars, aggies, and utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.